0: Funniest thing was all the firefighters going like, is this a video store? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yep, last one around.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Intangible Alberta. I'm your host, Matt Levitt, from the Royal Alberta Museum. The golden age of the video rental store lasted for around 40 years, from 1977 to 2017. That's when nearly every neighborhood had its local store whether it was a mom and pop or a national franchise. These were not only places to find the newest title for a Friday night or rediscover some old favorite for a cozy Sunday afternoon. Video rental stores were meeting places where you could shoot the breeze while you browse the shelves. They were hubs for dialogue about cinema, society, and any topic sparked by a movie in hand. Ironically, many have fond memories of their time spent not watching a rented film, but looking for one. Now, the video rental store is nearly gone. Instead, we have the convenience of streaming thousands of titles straight into our living rooms with nothing more than the click or two of a button. But what have we lost? In this episode of Intangible Alberta, we talk with the owners of two remaining stores, Kevin Martin of The Lobby and Sean Davis of Movie World, about the history, meaning and future of the video rental store in Alberta. All right, so uh, why don't you just go ahead and
0: introduce yourself, actually. Uh, My name is Kevin Martin. I am the proprietor of the last
2: video store in this fine city here. My name is Sean Davis, and I'm the owner of Movie World. Um, It was August 2002 that we bought the store. The store has been here 36 years. I'm, I'm the third owner. I've had
0: my shop for almost 13 years. And uh, yeah, just all around pop culture nerd, trying to keep the, the good things for the for the generation that might not remember what a video store is. So I've got, got to keep that mojo
1: alive. Let's rewind to the start. Before the 1980s, if you wanted to see a movie, you went to the theater. Mass market VCRs, and that stands for Video Cassette Recorder, in case you didn't know, arrived on the scene in the mid 1970s. As the price of these machines dropped, more and more people had them in their homes. And if you didn't own one, you could rent one. At the same time, there were more and more movies being released on videocassette. But people didn't necessarily want to buy a movie just to see it. At that price, they might as well take the family to the theater. Then along came the video rental store. For a small fee, you could now see any movie in stock in the comfort of your own home. I wanted to find out when video stores started popping up around the city. So I turned to the Yellow Pages. These were big books full of yellow pages where you could look up businesses and phone numbers. In 1980, the first video store appears. It was a video center, and it advertised that it had a movie library. In 1982, a CVC video center shows up with movie rentals, along with a video gallery and a Video World 2000. Now you can tell the video industry is really heating up by this point because they claim video movie rental is our only business. In 1983, the year I was born, a new category appeared in the phone book video equipment and supplies, renting, along with a decent list of stores, including instant replay video, Mad Mad Video, Video King, and a handful of others. By the time I was 10 years old in 1993, there were over 120 video rental stores in the Edmonton area. 20 years later, there were only around 50. By 2018, not counting adult video rental stores, there were two left standing, the lobby and movie world. Are you the last video rental store in Edmonton in Edmonton. Yes. Cause yeah. Like from what I could tell yeah, you are the, the last one other than like adult video stores. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Weird. Okay. Really weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, at first people thought I would be pretty happy about that. Like, Oh man, competition is coming less and less. I'm like, nah, I'm looking at uh, the more pessimistic side where, uh, I always make the the analogy of uh, pretend it's like World War One and we're in trenches with our rifles. And I look to my left and I look to my right and all my brothers are down. They're bleeding out and I realize I'm the last man standing and I'm running out of shells in my rifle. And I look over the trench and I see the digital army approaching me. You know, I'm like, oh, I got to hold the line. You know,
2: we went from having uh, just say Stony Spruce Grove. We had uh, eight, nine stores ten years ago well, yeah, 10 years ago, um, to now there's us. Um, We went from thousands of independent stores, that doesn't include all the Rogers, the Blockbusters, the VHQs, um, the movie galleries, in Canada, to now there's probably less than 150 actual full brick-and-mortar stores like mine. And it's, it's something that's totally lost, and it's... It's
0: really sad. The only reason I can survive is, A, I don't like money, obviously. B, I have no employees. C, I've committed seven days a week of my life here. And what letter went on? All oh, right. D, five nights a week. I'm working at bars anyways. Get home at four, go to bed, get up, and open it up. But um, like I said, it's, it's a labor of love. But with the other stores, with Video Drome,
1: Alternative Video, Movie Studio, that to me was sad. I grew up here in Edmonton. Not far from our house was a Happy Mart. Do you remember those? In the little mini-mall attached to it was a Royale video. I remember going there back in the late 80s, and what really sticks out to me was the horror section. From what I can recall, it was this little room in the corner, made up to look like a creepy castle or something like that, with Halloween decorations. And I think, I think, even sound effects, but those could be more imagined than remembered. I remember stepping into that horror section and feeling like I'd snuck into some taboo world a twilight zone where nightmares had materialized as plastic cassette tapes with cardboard covers. I remember looking over the shelves and gazing at the disturbing imagery on the cases. Those tapes felt dangerous to touch, like the plastic and the cardboard held something in, and picking it up might let it out. Do you remember the movie Ghoulies? It's the one with the little green guy in suspenders climbing out of the toilet. To this day, I've never seen Ghoulies, but I remember going home from the store and being afraid to go to the bathroom because maybe that Ghoulie had hitched a ride home with me. When I think back on it, my feelings about those movies have a lot more to do with my experience of being next to them, in that space, than whatever the films themselves were about. When I watch a movie online, it feels kind of distant, like I'm drawing it in from some far-off place. Renting a movie felt so immediate. The movie was there, with you. You picked it up. It rode with you in your car. How many countless other homes had it been in? What eyes had seen it? You brought it home, put it in your VCR, and let it show itself to you.
0: Going to the video store used to be a a magical thing, Um, and it still could be. And it still is for a lot of people.
2: We're always getting new customers because people are moving to the area and they go, Oh, we've never seen a movie store. It's been so long. This is like, cool. But a lot of our old customers that have been coming forever are still coming. And then now we have their kids and some of their kids have brought their kids in. So, I mean, we have that generational thing coming in now.
0: I had some regulars in 2005 that were just maybe dating and now they have kids and their kids like seven or eight and they're bringing their kids in and they're like, oh, you know, and I'm like, those kids are going to remember this store. Like you're going to have vague memories 10, 20 years from now. Like there was this place, my parents went, it was in a basement and they had movies and they, they came to these things called cases. It was the weirdest thing, you know, like, because who knows what they'll have 20 years from now. We'll be watching movies with our, like, digital eyeballs. But the customers here are very loyal, and obviously I know that because we live in a world of streaming, and, and like, uh, you know, I've talked about it many times. The one thing Netflix or most streaming sites can ever get, and hopefully they won't for a while or else then I'll be really screwed, is, um, you know, the whole interaction and the proper recommendation of titles, you know get people excited about watching a movie mm-hmm. you know um, and that's that's this thing that's seriously lacking
2: it's really a, in some ways a meeting place for a lot of people it used to be over your back fence you talked to your neighbors and stuff uh, you came to the video store and it you, you would see neighbors that you might might be down the road you haven't seen or you're, they were in hockey with your kids and it's it's still that way more because I mean that over the fence with your neighbors you, you it sort of seems to be lost in the busyness of life. And this is still a place in the community that people still get that.
0: It's awesome bantering with people. They'll come in and we'll talk with these. And then what's even funnier is you will have more than one customer here and somebody else, because it's a small store, somebody else can't help but eavesdrop, like, oh, are you guys talking about blah, blah, blah? I'm like, yeah, man, blah, 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 ruled, eh? Like, well, I don't know, blah, 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 it was good. And then you just, all of a sudden people are just bantering back and forth in my shop. So it's just neat to see that interaction, you know? The video store and being a video store clerk in my position is no different than being a cab driver or being a bartender. Where people want to talk to you, you know. Like I've made a lot of great friends at the video store, and, and obviously, like I said, uh, our, our film festival was born because of the video store.
2: Deep down, it's connection. You you come in with your wife, your kids, you know, even your girlfriend or boyfriend, and you rent the movie, and it's an investment. It's that family time and. In our busy world that continues to get busier by the minute, this is a way to just sort of step back and and relax a bit again. We have the popcorn, the pop, you know, um, the kids, there's a play area, they can run around, there's kids' movies. It's that connection and the time spent with each other, and it's something that's really lost in our society today.
1: I was at my parents' place uh, last week, and my dad had happened to set up his VCR Mm. uh, to his, you know, new TV. And um, we were, you know, we're just sitting around like, hey, wouldn't it be fun? Let's pop in one of our old home videos, you know? Let's pop the VHS in. So, you know, you pop it in there. And like you said, like the tracking and the picture's bad. But one thing that I noticed that it's, it kind of almost makes you engage with the medium a little bit different is just, for instance, the very fact of fast forwarding and rewinding. You know, looking for a particular thing, um, but not being able to just, you know, digitally go to that exact spot. You have spot. to earn it. You have to earn it yeah. and, and you have to explore. And uh, what I noticed is, you know, if, if if all of the content that was on that VHS tape was, for instance, like on a DVD or, or you know, on a, on a computer where I could easily go to the exact second that I wanted. Right. Um, I wouldn't have had to peruse and re-experience all of that other content to get there, right? Yeah. And so the very fact of having to do that kind of, it, it almost feels like you're waiting in it a little bit more It all it feels a little bit more tangible or deep you know and and it sort of reminds me of the same thing with uh the sense of um selecting a title electronically online you mm-hmm. know it's just like okay hey, i'm gonna go with this guy watch it for five seconds no yeah i'll go to one of the other thousands and thousands of yep. options whereas when you come to the store you actually pick up the thing you're you're sort of dedicating I yourself was gonna to say it. a commitment has you're been made. You're making a commitment yeah. and you're taking it home and you know what even if you don't like the first 5 seconds you're probably going to watch but. the whole thing because you paid for it. Exactly. And that's all you got. Yeah. And so you're you're sort of giving you're giving these things chances. You're digesting them a little bit more than you do with you know purely digital media. Absolutely. Do you want do you want to like kind of elaborate no, on that? No, no, to I, I totally
0: agree. It's it's no different than when we had to make mixtapes growing up i mean the amount of time you had to take with your double cassette ghetto blaster like time it out you know i mean and, and picking what songs you're going to put on there man that that is some heavy thinking we're now you know it's just like download 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 oh it's all on the stick yeah. even you know what i'll even go lesser nostalgia say making a mixed cd back like 10, 15 years ago, like LimeWire or something like that, where like, it took you 15 hours to burn that disc. You know, Again, dedication.
2: When you have to come and physically rent a movie, you're invested. Whereas on Netflix, I'll admit, there's times, yeah, I don't want to get up and come to the store. And I sit there and I, there's so many times it's been two minutes into the movie and it's like, ah, I don't want to watch this anymore. But when you have to pay for your movie and you have to sit down and you have to almost... Plan a little bit around it, you're invested. You'll sit and you'll watch the entire movie. Doesn't matter how bad the movie is you picked or how great it is, you're gonna watch it because you're invested in it now. It forces you to have
1: an experience that isn't necessarily on demand or a la carte. Like so many, I think so many things in our society now are like, no, I know exactly what I want, I'm gonna go get that thing. Um, and that's the end of it. It does something different to us when we, when we sort of have to sit through something that wasn't necessarily what we thought it was going to be. I think the other aspect of it is, is like you say, it's, it's the idea of being able to have a tangible physical experience with something that in our digital world is, is more and more of an ephemeral kind of experience. We are physical creatures and being able to touch is is a way for us to connect and so i think that this offers that and it's more than just an experience of nostalgia or oh i remember when i used to do this let's go do it for kicks kind of thing
0: because i have a lot of young people that come in like high school kids first year university kids and you can tell the ones that you can already tell you were born in the wrong generation because they walk in and they're like their eyes are enamored they're like i'm like oh this person gets it you know they're a little bit overwhelmed and like it's it's just a cool thing, and remember, we do live in the world now. Where retro is cool. I mean, you know, the biggest shows and movies for now are all referencing the '80s, as we know. And you get kids coming in. I mean, young people that like want to buy VHS tapes off me. Personally, I don't get that. See, I get vinyl. Vinyl sounds great. It looks great. VHS. I'm not that nostalgic for it. Some of the covers were cool. The picture sucks. You always have to do the tracking button thing. Pan and scan, monotone, all grainy and snappily. So I'm like, yeah, I'll keep my widescreen Blu ray Uber edition. You know, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But unless, but I do say always hang on to your VCR kids because there's still 45% of the movies that were on VHS have never been put on Blu ray or DVD.
2: That was sort of like the bookstores not too many years ago. They were in rapid decline because everybody would just download their book and they'd read their book on. You know, their Kindle or their e-reader or whatever it is. And people found that they wanted to have something physical in their hand again. And that's the same here. Um, People want to come. They want to feel it. They want to see it. Uh, A lot of people refuse to shop online uh, because they can't touch that item that they have. And here at the video store, you can still grab that graphic, look at it. Flip it over, hum and haw, and you you have all these other people that, you know, oh, that was a great movie as they're walking by. So you've got other people that you know telling you, oh, this was a good movie. And hopefully, like the bookstores, video stores will make a comeback. My wife and
1: I used to like to go to the movie studio by the University of Alberta. Even after we got Netflix, we still went because we wanted the experience of going to rent a movie. Because Movie Studio had outlasted the closure of Blockbuster and so many other stores, we just sort of thought it was here to stay. Remember in Forrest Gump when his shrimp boat survives the hurricane? All the other boats are grounded along the shore and it's just him, out there, bringing up load after load of shrimp onto the deck of the Jenny. That's how I thought of Movie Studio. There was nowhere else to go so customers would all go there, and they'd keep going. But they didn't, and Movie Studio didn't last. There was no Bubba Gump Shrimp Company version of video rental. After that, we tried to get our fix by going to the library to get DVDs. It's kind of the same, right? You're browsing through the stacks, picking things up, looking them over. You can talk, but you have to be quiet because it's the library. And it wasn't the same. Not quite. Then I found out about the lobby and movie world. Stepping into those stores felt like going back in time. Call me nostalgic, call me sentimental, but I don't want that to be gone. It's it's kind of a cool feeling knowing that I am the last
0: one, but like I mentioned earlier, now I feel responsible in making sure the last one stays open, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the ultimate dream would be would we'll be like finding some eccentric rich dude who's like loves video stores. Like, I will buy your store off you, but I will keep you on as the curator, and I will give you an unlimited budget. I need your knowledge. I will pay you handsomely, and you can do this job till the day you die. I joked about that. Do you remember that show, The Hilarious House of Frankenstein? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I joked that if 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 I could work things out in life, if the bills taken care of, I could just keep the job as being the curator of these movies. I'll Indian will look like the librarian from the hilarious House of Freitenstein. and I'm totally cool with that. And then probably after after I pass away, my corpse will be the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt, and I'm cool with that too, you know. But um, yeah, I'll just—I honestly, if the store closes, I wouldn't know what to do myself because mm. uh, I've kind of pigeonholed my career options at, at my age. It's—I mean, what am I going to do? I'm like cook. I used to be a cook for about two years. Mm. That was the last real job. That was twenty years ago. So aside from that, I'm like. I have to keep it going. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that Templar Knight and Last Crusade there, guarding the Holy Grail, you know?
2: If I was looking at it purely from a business standpoint, I'd have shut down. But I do feel that it's a part of an age I think we still need. Um, We've seen parents that were coming in here as little kids, and they're bringing their little kids in there because they want them to see what it was like. Pretty soon it's probably all going to be gone. Now, at this point, with the business, that's what I look at as being more important than, say, profits or anything like that.
0: You know, it's funny. In, in 13 years, I haven't made a dime. Um, thank God I don't have kids to worry about or a wife to worry about or else I'd have to get a real job. But um, you do it so long and you're like, well, now I have to keep going because, as you know, as the years have gone on, all the other video stores close down. So it's like this great responsibility, I feel. And... um, You know, some days are tougher than others. I'm here every day, but as long as I still have that love for movies and introducing the young people to these out there titles, then, um, yeah, what else am I going to do? It's my gravy train. Love it.
2: The future sometimes looks bleak, sometimes looks very positive. Will we be here 10 years from now? I don't know. I have my doubts. In the next few years, there's still a lot of us that are going strong. I'm part
0: of this Facebook group for independent video store owners. There are a lot of us out there still. Mm-hmm. Um, I chat with owners in in Toronto and, and um, Vancouver, in Spain, and in the U.S. and Everybody wants to know how everybody's store is doing. So it's, mm-hmm. you might never have met these people in real life, but you do have one thing in common, and that's trying to keep this archaic uh, comfort food of a video store thing alive. You know, mm-hmm. every now and then I might might get that hint of like, oh God, what am I doing? You know, why is this place still going? And then maybe some guy will come in and spend $500 on movies. But no, I mean, but more importantly, maybe some new customers will come in and that twinkle in their eye lights up and they're generally excited and like, oh my God, I got to tell my buddies about this. And it's just like, oh right, that's why I
2: do this. Years ago, we used to try and keep up with the Joneses. And now we have to surpass the Joneses. We just want more and more and more in society. Take a step back and look at what you've got Look at your kids, your spouse, uh, your parents. People put value on material things. And yeah, we need them to live, but we don't need them to live. We need that camaraderie. We need family. We need friends. And that's why the video store is important.
0: No matter what city you're in, we're out there. Maybe yeah. be more hidden than usual, but we're still kicking around. So. Like a museum, you know, we do serve a purpose to never forget, never forget. And um, I'll make sure they won't forget they walk in here.
1: Thanks again to Kevin and Sean. Our music was Backplate, On the Verge, Late Night and Elevation by Joseph McDade. Intro music was Scuba by Meter. On our next episode, we bring you a spooky Halloween special full of museum mysteries and creepy collections. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You are now leaving Intangible, Alberta. I
0: found this on eBay. This is one of the many drafts of the Psycho screenplay. I mean, of all things, he finds me a vintage 1985 Porky's Revenge cardigan sweater. I guess when they were thinking, how can we promote the VHS and beta release of Porky's Revenge? Some genius said, I got it cardigan sweaters i mean you know not many people can claim to have a vhs copy of joe's apartment yeah just knock on the zombie fulci poster they'll let you right in unless it's a cheesy kung fu flick or godzilla dubbing is the most atrocious thing ever they don't hire actors they hire interpreters and they're missing the whole emotional angle of it all